Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast, where two seemingly meaningless people talk about meaningful things. I'm Chris. I'm Leslie. And we are back to you today on a very special Sabbath episode. It's Sunday night, which is normally Yay. our big unwind After the time. unwind. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about how our Sabbath runs. We should do that. People have asked. That's yes. been one of the okay. Ask the Podcast ones. Not right now. Oh. I think it's its own. You see? Yeah. I think it should be its own. Because we got other stuff to talk about. Okay. Next time. Next time. Well, now we've... Now we've... <laughs> now we've promised. Promised. We have made a vow. It, if it seems like it's been forever since we talked to you, it's because it has been. It has been. I think our, we recorded our last podcast before I went to Africa. Right. Uh, and so then I was in Africa for two and a half weeks. I've mm-hmm. been back for about two weeks. Yeah. So it feels, I feel like I've been through a time warp. A month of Sundays. I don't even know week. who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. It's been a, it's been a crazy month. It has been. Really? I feel like I've traveled the globe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I went forward in time a lot and then backwards in time a lot. Mm-hmm. And then somehow things happened. But Anyway, welcome now. home. Hey, and we're excited to be back, uh, trying to get back into a normal ish yeah, routine. It's, it's weirdly timed. I mean, it was Shepard's birthday, mm-hmm. school, our start of the it's school supposed year to is supposed to be, be happening right now. But we do school all year, so it's like, <laughs> it's hard to, like, but we really kick it into high gear at a certain period. Anyway, yeah. so that's what's happening. But it's almost now. It's almost October. Yeah. But we can't feel bad. No. Because the weather doesn't even know it's almost October. Oh, okay. Right. Because it's the end. Of, like, uh-huh. if God's like, hey, they're not starting school yet. Let's keep it summer. Maybe that's yeah. why it's happening. Maybe everyone's wondering why it's so hot. I'm starting to feel wounded emotionally like, by the weather. Yeah. It's stealing from my cardigan time. Oh, man. It's stealing so much from me. Why is it taken from you? I mean, I labeled like I'm legitimate. <laughs> I, well, yeah, cardigans, which but I you, liked before you my, did. Here's the, here's the, by the way. Whoa. <laughs> I just. Whoa. <laughs> like, one, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, but okay, uh, probably okay. is true. Probably is true. Okay. But two, the only reason you would say that right now is so everyone would know that you liked them first. I did. But that's the only reason you'd I say do. it. I was like, hey, it's still in my cardigans. And you're like, cardigans aren't even your thing. They're my thing. Yeah, I do want everyone to know that. Well, <laughs> So now, now yeah, hey, no, so you also, I, we, I still wear them all year. I just mm-hmm. sweat. Like That's what I was going to say, is you basically have a cardigan on your head. I Yes, and I have a lot of... Lustrous things. <laughs> is there any more plugs for yourself? No, I mean, besides... Today, our episode the fact is that on humility. I invented cardigans, <laughs> and I have the most Chris, you didn't even, hair. you didn't even know the cardigans were thick until I told you to wear one because I thought it made you look handsome. <laughs> That's actually a true story. Yeah. <laughs> I think I bought you your first cardigan. I'm, well, I'm sure you did buy it because I, I don't buy any clothes for myself. <laughs> How long did it take me to buy brown pants? Oh my word! And I, now, and now they're stained. But now I got I got a new pair, and they're perfect, oh. and I love them. And somehow they got bleach on them. Yeah, I broke yeah. that to him tonight. Yeah. I've been waiting I mean, for a this good is time. A fresh. So about the pants, like he was so. Chris lost some weight last year, 
and literally, not that you needed to. <laughs> Why'd just, you laugh with that? I was just going with it. No, it's not just, that you needed to. That just sounded like something my mom would oh, say to me, yeah. which makes you not feel because you've always looked perfect. It makes ever, you yeah. end up feeling better. Yeah, okay, yeah. so she did that to me on Saturday. <laughs> she said, "You look, you look skinny again today." And then she said, "Not that you ever look fat." Uh huh. I mean, you always look perfect all the time. Right. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I now I don't know what, like, how to take any of this. <laughs> so anything all you say. The, okay, so anyway, yeah. uh, and none of his pants fit, but we just, it wasn't a good time in the budget, so he just cinched him up with a belt. <laughs> and and when she says good time in the budget and cinched it up, we're talking over a year. A year. Yeah, he just wore the same pants to church. <laughs> Baggy, sad pair of pants. <laughs> I hated them so much. I know. So before you went to Africa, because what is the problem? With pants? <clears throat> Not just that they're expensive. It's that right now, what is the trend among men? Pants, skinny, skinny jeans. Yeah, and and that's a trend among pastors. I yeah. wasn't going to be the pastor with skinny jeans and sneakers. Right, preachers with sneakers. Right, up on which is a thing. Look it up if you'd like. It's interesting. Sad, but interesting. Um. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be that guy, and so I waited and waited and looked mm. and waited and waited. Yeah, and then right before you went to Africa, we went and bought him some clothes, and he was so excited because he had pants. Because they were great pants. Yes. Oh, that should be a dedication. Oops, was it? Was that your dedication? No, but it will be. Okay. My dedication today is to Traveler's Pants by Banana Republic. Okay. The Traveler Pant. The Traveler Pant, which comes in a lot of different, <clears throat> like, fabrics, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, different they types have denim, of denim, different colored denim. They have, denim. They have like, like a pant. pant. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know what it's made out of. It's like uh, well, some sort of woven material and magic. Magic. Okay. Um, I was going to say. Because uh, I've never had a pant feel like that. And, uh-huh. it, and so, so, anyway, I really like them. Now, they are expensive. Right. So, what you have to do, here's my tip. This is, I I do this all the time when I shop because I don't shop very much. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go to Banana Republic and just buy off the rack, you're going to spend a lot of money. What you do is you wait. They have their 50% off sale. Mm-hmm. And they'll normally have with that 50% off. Plus, if you'll get their credit card, mm-hmm. they'll give you another 30% off mm-hmm. of your purchase. Plus, 10% off your first purchase. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting all of these pants that were normally a hundred to hundred and twenty bucks. I got them for twenty dollars mm-hmm. a piece. Yeah. So anyway. But then you have to be sure to take care of your credit card. Well, yeah, you just pay the credit card off when it yeah. comes when it comes. I mean, of course, you don't keep your credit I mean, it's card. It's just a yeah. PSA. So pay the, pay the credit card off when it comes in. They'll they'll send you a statement. You know, uh, for the next <laughs> month or two after you paid it off, saying your balance is zero. Then they'll quit sending them to you. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens? You you still get to open a new credit card account with them if your account has been inactive for longer than a year, mm-hmm. or it might even be less time than that. I don't know. It's, maybe it's at least a year. Yeah. And so Which by the time I would how need rarely. to, yeah. So that by the time I need to buy more pants again, I get to open up and qualify as a new credit card holder. So I get the extra thirty percent off mm-hmm. plus the extra ten percent off. It's great. It's, yeah. It's, it's so a great got, way to buy pants. He got pants and he was so happy. I was. And then while he was gone, to surprise him, my mom bought him <clears throat> three pairs of traveler pants. Yes. Uh, no, yes, and they did. were on sale too, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know that. That, made, that takes away from the gift. 
Um, and they are just as great. <laughs> yeah. They were just wonderful. And now one of them, you are rich but one of pants. them was a brown pair yeah. of traveler pants, which they didn't have yeah. when I was at the store. Uh, and so they had this great, like, blue sort of corduroyish, but it wasn't corduroy. Yeah, it was, it's like a... it was called Japanese denim. I think it's what it was labeled as okay. on their little website. But anyway, that's a great, great pant. Anywho, people are going to be in the wonder who's the one that really liked cardigans first after <laughs> listening to this. Um, but I mean, you don't get it. No, you were... Pants. I mean, you wear them. You were on a pant fast for so long. For Not that so you weren't wearing pants. Long. Yeah, I still wore pants. He was wearing pants. Just, but, yeah. so... Anyway, just a great, great pair of pants. So now you know what it's like when a woman first wears leggings. There's no turning back. Not that you're wearing leggings, but when you find a pant that's that comfortable. Yeah, and these are not skinny jeans. No. So be excited, dudes, if you're a dude. But now I don't see you ever not wanting a travel I thought of that the other day, like, what if they quit making these? Uh Like, what am I going to (laughs) do? I'm going to be stuck in, because what did I want? I want, I loved linen pants. Mm -hmm. I still love linen pants. I love a good linen pant. Mm -hmm. But then, like, what if I, I mean, I put the, I put these pants on, and I I told Leslie, the minute I put them on, I was like, you, you got to feel this. I don't know what this is made out of. Mm -hmm. Because it looks like just normal pants, Mm -hmm. but there's something going on in there. Yeah. Anyway. So that's my dedication to the traveler pants. Uh, those of you who are still here, who have managed to stick around through that plug for the traveler pants, who's your dedication to? Mine is to the Marco Polo app. I love Marco Polo. Yeah. Um, just up front, don't get the Marco Polo app if you want to have an adulterous affair. What? Well, there are weird people do weird things with apps. So if you're like having oh, so you're saying like hey, if you're struggling in so what, any way, so what it sounded like is <laughs> hey, you know this isn't really a good app for that. Like there's other no. apps you can get. Saying, what, listen, if you want to have an adulterous affair, don't use this app. Let me advise you to use. <laughs> so I was like, huh? no, I'm saying if you have any problems, don't get it because it's another way to like. Just you know, I have to. I know. You, I you just don't be that person who caveats everything. I know. Like I watched a movie, but right, this movie it okay, might forget. Be I said that. Just it's fine. Marco Polo. Okay, so the Marco Polo app. We're assuming that not every Christian listening to this is just seething to have an adulterous affair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the just, gospel is real, right? Right. Okay. okay. Just be careful, guys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, we were able, the Marco Polo app has been super helpful in my life because I'm not having an adulterous affair. (laughs) But I've been able to keep up with people. And what it is, it's it's a video, if you don't know. It's video chat. It's like video instant messages. Like video texting, Mm -hmm. kind of. Video texting. Yeah. Video text. Kind of. I was just saying, I was just noticing that those are two. Oh, Opposite words. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, very much so. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's really, we... we, It's picture writer. My sister-in-law, who got me started on it, said it's perfect for introverts because you don't have to talk. You don't have to actually have a conversation. You just send your part of the conversation. And then 
they can watch it, and then they send their response back. So there's none of that awkward, like, that thing that people fear who don't like to talk on the phone. It's so great. But the reason, um, two reasons I love it. I've gotten to know, like, people that I've known online. <laughs> Not so again, other men. <laughs> again, this sounds like skin real fishy. <laughs> no, like my friend Amanda. Uh-huh. That uh, Amanda hug and kiss. <laughs> You've been looking for Amanda hug and kiss, and I found one. No, not Amanda hug and kiss. Um, we were friends on Facebook first, but now we Marco Polo each other, and I've been able to see her, and I feel like I really know her now. Like if well, yeah, because because video is a much better communicator. Yes, than. Than just text. There's no yeah. emotion in text. In fact, right. you can misread emotion a lot. In text. Right. You so, don't know. Am I reading it right or not? I feel like now if she came to visit, we it would just be like yeah. I just saw her yesterday because yeah. yeah. we talk all the time. And my my friend Amanda, my other friend Amanda, <laughs> I have lots of friends named Amanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hug and kiss, and um, we talk almost every day. Hi, Amanda Jackson, and some more friends. I have lots of. <laughs> I have lots of pants. I'm sweating. What's I, feel like- I invented the cardigan. <laughs> I, what was your other one? I have great hair. I have lustrous hair. Thick hair. I have lots of friends. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. She's been alone so that, in Africa. The other reason I love Marco Polo is when you were on your trip. Yeah, that was really great. So you could talk about that. I'm so sweating. Marco Polo, so when we were on our trip, where I was not having an adulterous affair. Uh, <laughs> Nor I. I could just message. So, so it's eight hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to, to get those times synced. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to bed when you guys were just yeah. kind of getting started. So and weird. I was getting started when we all were about to go to bed. It was, it was just off. But with this, I kind of video my day in little snippets. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am doing this, here I am doing that. And then, it uploads them normally whenever I get back to a Wi-Fi connection. Right. So I can sit and do this without any internet connection whatsoever because mm-hmm. uh, I'm in the middle of Africa. And then I'd get back maybe to the hotel or to a restaurant and I could get a, a signal mm-hmm. and it would just upload them all for you. Yeah. Now, sometimes they'd be out of order. Yeah. Because it, it, just, it tries enough. to upload them all at once and the, normally mm-hmm. the shorter ones were the first. Anyway. Um and then you can kind of see what Yeah, my and so like. we saw more of your Africa, more of your trips than we have before mm-hmm. because... Because like normally said, I would take video yeah. and come back and we watch the video, but you never watch the video. Yeah, You know, we when you come back, who's got time to watch four hours of video? Jumping back into life. Yeah. And, and so this way it's kind of an ongoing yes. sort of It uh, was really great. And it's same really great for vacations, for trips. For us, we were able to yes, I do could talk snippets to you. of our yes, day. And it was great. To, I saw more of you guys, which was encouraging to right. me. Uh, and not have to do the um the like the live calls mm-hmm. which are you know you might lose right it's hard to time again. and then getting all the kids to and everyone, so they yeah. could just say hi papa this mm-hmm. is what i did today mm-hmm. and it was just really nice it was and a if real it didn't blessing. go well you could delete it and have it do it again yeah yeah so i i did not want that app at first but it has been the hugest blessing so. The thing that you have to realize is it does use your contact information. So if you do Marco Polo, everyone I think who has your contact number mm-hmm. uh, 
will and who has Marco Polo will see it it say, Hey, so and so has yeah. Marco Polo. You yeah. might want to reach out to them. Um so and it also tells you, you know, you need to invite this friend or this friend. Um but I that hasn't been too annoying. No, we've kept and we've been able to keep it pretty Yeah, yeah. Because you could end up spending way too much time on it. No. No. Way too much time on an app? (laughs) Yeah. And I also, I get to talk to my friend Leslie in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. It's just fun to see faces and see their kids and their daily life. So, that's all. Do you want to see why the baby's screaming? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, We're just going to see what's going on with old Jackaroo. And we're back. Jack has affectionately, uh, or has learned to do what is affectionately known as the great escape. Oh, yeah. And so he had escaped from his crib and gotten stuck in the crib next to his, which is where Shepard. Yeah, that's a long story. Comes in to sleep at night with us because we love him so much. Uh, and so he was, he was sprawled with his legs, like the bar was. In his crotch, and legs were on both sides, and he was like, help. And so I had to put him back in his bed. I gave him a cracker. Yeah. I said, you want a little beer? He said, uh-huh. Oh, yesterday, we heard him in there. He's never gotten out of his bed before. No, yeah. Until is, last week. A new Houdini. Yeah. And yesterday, we heard him, and we opened the door, and he's out of bed in our bedroom, totally naked. Yeah. So that brings up, like... Multitudinous questions. <laughs> yeah. Like diaper where? Yes. What's in it? Why? Why? Where are your How? pants? How did you do that? How'd you get out of the crib? How'd you take, How'd you pants, take your off? pants off? What'd you do with your diaper? <laughs> what was in your diaper? Where is that? Like all these How things. How long? How long have you been here? Mm-hmm. What else? Have you done? Where are my probiotics? Always. That's the only. <laughs> you should face you have really good gut health. <laughs> What happened? Well, Mrs. Gore, we hate to tell you. Your baby died from too much good bacteria in his colon. It's like, oh no, another one of those probiotic stories. Oh my goodness. But anyway, so what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, I have like two things. I think we need to talk about Africa at least somewhat. Okay, yeah. Do that. Tell tell us why do you go to Africa? Well, why do you keep leaving your you family? Go, I do not go to Africa that often. I no. just go once a year. Um, well, we go. What we do is, uh, I do uh, pastor training in Tanzania. They do not have uh, for Southern Baptists and and really other denominations come as well. Um, they don't have any real uh, really strong seminary. In, in Tanzania, uh, and so, or a chance to get a biblical education. These pastors, they just want some training in the Bible. And so I go and give them just sort of the basics of what it means to be a biblical pastor, just really get them in the Word. Like, that's the mm-hmm. key. Is, and so for about a week, I'll speak from about 8 o'clock to 5.30 or 6 every night. Um, and we've got other men from our church who go, and thankfully, they help break that up for me by speaking some in those times as well. Uh, and just teach them mm-hmm. that the Bible has everything they need mm-hmm. to be a biblical pastor. And because they get, especially in 
in Africa, they get so much uh, prosperity gospel stuff. They just they, they're just a lot that they deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, they deal with a lot of paganism, and so these pastors, you know, they're not they're small churches in the middle of nowhere. They just want you know to glorify the Lord, and mm-hmm. so it's been great. We've gone four times to go to a different region of the country each time, uh, and uh, and teach and mm-hmm. speak there. We've gone, I think, to seven regions wow. in that four-year time. That's period. amazing. So, and they love it. They love it. It's so much fun. They, yeah. I mean, they absolutely eat it up. They so we do the seminar where I'm teaching them, uh, and then we have a question and answer time where I answer their questions. My favorite thing. Is that they say, and this is what I tell them, I want you to see that when I answer your questions, I'm not just answering your question, I'm answering it from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there's been questions that they ask, and I go, well, the Bible just doesn't really speak on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe we can look at some principles that might help answer the question, but the Bible doesn't explicitly give us an answer. But there's other things I can say, look, here is what the Bible says, and here's this side, and here's this side, and here's where we have to be. Now there's here's the here's the wiggle room within that, mm-hmm. but this is what the Bible says, and we've got to be faithful to that. And so they're just uh, they're blown away not by my Bible knowledge, which is why I always tell them I don't want you to be blown away by my Bible knowledge. So I actually have them write the question to me, and I answer it the next day because mm-hmm. I used to just answer them off the cuff, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know so much Bible," mm-hmm. and I did. I wanted them to see that if they went and studied Scripture, they could get the answers. Mm-hmm. That they could take it and walk through the text and and find what they needed to know. Yeah. So, yeah, they they love the Bible teaching. They they come for a week. Uh, they eat rice. They sleep on the floor of the churches. Uh, they walk mm-hmm. to this conference. Some some one guy walked. Uh, I can't remember how many he he walked. It took him a week to get there. Oh my! Last time a week. It's amazing. Uh, so, uh, but he had, had heard about what the teaching was and was just so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. And my favorite story still is when you asked your friend, like, listen, we have, we spend a lot of money to get here. Mm-hmm. It's a big, like we have a small church and yeah. we rate, we have to raise a lot of money. To I mean, it's, it's, it's over $9,000 just for the. For the plane tickets, normally it was yeah. a group of like six. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's probably it's probably almost ten thousand dollars for a group of six on average, uh, and so plus then cost of in country costs and, and all that. So we, you know, I told them like, you know, if we gave you this money, because we saw how much, you know, a dollar goes, how far mm-hmm. a dollar goes over there. I mean, it mm-hmm. goes a long. Yeah, and so you know they're building these churches for you know a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. They build a whole church. I'm like, man, can we just do that for you guys? And they said, it "So we said no." We said we can always get more money. We can we can sell more rice. We can do we can do whatever we need to do if we need money. But there's nowhere else that we can get this type of teaching. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else. Yeah. So and that's what we need. So. So then, it's so like, when they're turning down your money, yeah, which is what you're always afraid of, right? right? That, that they're just there because these rich Americans are coming. That's a pipe way mm-hmm. to getting help. There is but they're no like, handout. Nope, we don't. It's want, a free conference, but it is a free conference. You know how much it costs us to feed them 
for a day to give them breakfast and lunch, Mm-mm. and then they go they go home for dinner. Uh, I think they actually do serve them dinner. Yeah, they don't serve us. Stay they, there. Yeah, they stay the night. It's a dollar a day. Wow. That's to that's mm-hmm. for us to to purchase a conference center mm-hmm. and food for them. Mm-hmm. So that always now it has ruined me to every American conference mm-hmm. where it's like come to this great conference, sweet. How it's it, all it's going to be is a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's like what? And you don't. I mean, all you do is go. Mm-hmm. They don't feed you. They don't feed you any rice. They don't feed you rice. Um, Grace Agenda is a free conference. Plug, free plug conference. for Grace yeah. Agenda. Yeah. <laughs> plug for any free conference. And otherwise, that's <laughs> what I always say. I can watch it online. <laughs> Just watch it online. So, yeah. So, the, we we love it. Uh, always trying to figure out how to have a more continuous sort of impact in the country because we're there for a week mm-hmm. in one place and a week in another place, and we're back home for three hundred sixty-five days. I mean, we keep up via via email with some of these guys, uh, but you know, really trying to figure out. How do we have a more permanent mm-hmm. impact and create really some theological education that's lasting beyond just a week? Because because yeah. the the Jue Biblia Yako is uh, just know your Bible is 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 just the foundation. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, you could and so you could go on and on. Yeah, and yeah, and and I never I always give them more. I, so like this last time. I gave him 36 pages of notes in Swahili, and we got through, I think, 15 pages. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I just wanted to give you more. I knew I couldn't get to this stuff, but I wanted mm-hmm. to give you more I get to so you can go home and keep reading. Yeah. Uh, so. And all of this stems from a missionary in our church who spent 30, 30, years. 30 years of his life as a missionary to Tanzania, yeah. somehow ended up Ends in our up in tiny banks. town. Yeah. Where there's a new young pastor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're theologically simpatico. Yes. Uh, we are both, uh, you know, uh, have the same passions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, if you if you think about, like, I remember when he came, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I'd just been in the pastor for maybe a year mm-hmm. at most. Mm-hmm. And so here comes this guy been a missionary for however long and people knew him and had gone on mission trips and all this. And I was like, oh, I hope this guy isn't just a thorn in my side, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cynical. Well, cynical. It was, it was fearful. Yeah. And it was cynical. We had come from a pretty messy. Yeah. The church before (laughs) I became pastor was a pretty, had a pretty messed up sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, Which is fun for your first pastorate. (laughs) Uh, so, um, so yeah, and and he ends up being great Mm -hmm. and Ralph is the best. Yeah. Um, And so then I just, what really hit me this time, cause we have talked even so much on this podcast about sowing mm -hmm. and planting and the harvest that comes and Ralph, it hit me this trip cause it's hard. It, it, this trip. You going pushes mm. buttons oh, yeah. on my anxiety, like yeah. in a very specific, special way. Um, but it hit me like this is not about you, Leslie. This is all it tr- took was four trips to Africa <laughs> for Leslie to figure out the trips to Africa were not about her. Yeah, but <laughs> to think like Ralph, 
sewed yeah, in Tanzania for 30, for 30 years. 30 years. And that's what's so funny is the people that, like, you're like, who, who do, you, do you, do you meet up with a missionary there? What group are you involved with? The people that he disciples. We're involved with Ralph's people. Yeah, that are now pastors <laughs> and, and are associational leaders or the convention leaders. And they've got these other young, and they know the problems. And so they're trying to get us, because Ralph said, hey, look, got this pastor. He'd be great. Mm-hmm. And so they heard, and then they want to get it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're just the people that he discipled. Yeah. And now they're fun. pastors, and now they're leaders. And, and so our work is really... Is, was established was sown, mm-hmm. you know, thirty years ago. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, and one one thing that really um, just blew my socks off this time is the timing of everything, and that you got to take the first Swahili version of the Bible reading challenge to Africa. Yeah. Um, the Bible reading challenge has been so just such a blessing in our life and in our church and you were there the week it launched yeah that was weird time because we've been we'd been trying to get now the swahili had been done uh even the last time uh in terms of not the last not not by the by the time it was over i think Mm -hmm. but for the start of this challenge Mm -hmm. because it was ready for the summer Okay. The summer there was a summer bible reading challenge and it was in swahili Mm -hmm. but for the full bible reading challenge yeah, it got done. I was still sending translation Shout out to Valerie stuff. And yeah, is it Valerie and Moses? Yeah, and so I was still, I was still, I was getting stuff from Valerie, sending it to Moses, making sure things were right, sending it back, like up till the day we were even leaving, mm-hmm. uh, and then was able but- took a printer with you so you could print it off for mm-hmm. all the pastors. Yep. And what happened? I plugged the printer into the wall. Uh huh. And blew the printer up. And it, like, exploded? It, like, Looney Tunes style. <laughs> it was. I plugged it in. Because, see, they've got these little these little uh, conversion deals that you plug into the wall. Because mm-hmm. the, their plugs are different than ours. And I thought those had a transformer in them. Mm-hmm. Because we've never had an issue before with anything. Because, apparently, a lot of our electronics had their own transformers. Well, the printer didn't. So, I plugged it in, 220, into the 110... Uh, or the plug the 110 plug into the 220 outlet, uh, and it went <laughs> just like that, <laughs> <laughs> and like smoke went <laughs> and just like wafted for a second. I was like, "Well, that's done. No coming that's back awesome. from that." But but you got it done. You got yeah, because they do have printers in Africa. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we just so that really was really neat. Make it easier for us. <clears throat> yeah, so we handed it out. They loved it. And I couldn't, the problem was timing wise that it didn't start the day I gave it to them. Because mm-hmm. the next day they were like, we read and it was so good. We just kept reading. And oh. I was like, wait, wait, there's a schedule. <laughs> Follow the schedule. Don't read it. So like holding great. back horses at the Kentucky it's Derby. So great. Yeah, it was really neat. So now they're on the same page as we are. Yeah, yeah. Very I bet, cool. I bet they're probably somewhere in November by now. That's I mean, I'd love for them to be on the same page as us. I don't think they really care about the timing. I think they're just reading through. That's so great. Uh, yeah, and they might be doing that together, and that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, so it was uh, it was a real blessing. And, of course, the thing I always love is that they are uh, their faith, the things they deal with, mm-hmm. the way they grow. It's all the same, mm-hmm. which helps us. See it's the same Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging mm-hmm. that the Christian growth in Africa does not look different than Christian growth in America. Yeah. The things they struggle with and the things they love. Uh, and what good biblical pastors love, it's all, mm-hmm. it's all the same. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really encouraging. Hmm. And then I got back. I brought, I brought uh, gifts back mm-hmm. from Africa, including for Shepherd. Yes. Who turned six? What did I get him last time? A puppy. A puppy. Who's asleep at our feet right now? He's a sweet puppy. He is, his name is Fred. <laughs> Per Shepherd, yeah, per Shepherd's decision in like (laughs) half a second, yeah. Which the last boy that we had to name his dog, uh, Gideon, had a little trouble picking out a name. It was either going to be Jake Mm -hmm. or Thunderfire, (laughs) which is like the most. We're happy he chose Jake. Yeah, -uh. (laughs) I would love Thunderfire. That would be so Especially awesome. Now that he's twelve, he yes. would be so chagrined because oh, he's kind of really? he's kind of your straight man. Like yeah, he yeah. he would just do that face, that mm-hmm. little blush, and like I can't believe I, I can't did believe that. My dog does <laughs> Yeah, so we were like, Shepherd, what do you want to name him? He's like, his name <laughs> is Fled. <laughs> and like, like he was already ready to go. Yeah, it was almost like. Yeah, I know what Ordained. I'm naming, naming Fred. So he's a good little, he's a, uh Australian Shepherd Border Collie mix. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a really good dog. It's funny compared to our last dog, which was a Basset Hound who would not obey anybody ever. Oh, my word. <laughs> and we have a picket fence in our front yard. And so she could not be allowed. I, I still, there's still, if you look outside and you see our fence, there are boards put up in various spots where she figured out she was just slender enough to get through those pickets that were not perfectly spaced right there in that spot. It's like she would try each picket till she found one and she'd out like a little sausage. Uh, and he doesn't. He stays. And even though he can get through, he doesn't go through. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I really like him. Good boy. Especially now that he's sleeping. Yes. Well, what were the things you wanted to talk about? Well, just one thing that's been on my mind this week in a big way. Um, the idea of rabbit trails. And I was talking to some friends about this yesterday. But productivity is something that we all love. Like, we have goals for the day. So, is this a rabbit trail? No. Okay. You'll see. We have goals for the day. Things we want to get done. And I think men and women both, right? And I have you can no get goals. you can get so fixated on that thing that when other things come in, we we get uptight and mm-hmm. and instead of seeing that these things that come in to potentially mess up our productivity, what we had planned, and we fail to see that those things are actually the point. Those are the mm-hmm. things that those are our assignments mm-hmm. that the Lord has sovereignly sent. So, for instance, we had four. Oh, we had I see four what you're different saying. events. I see what you're saying. I know where you're going now. Yeah, I see. What four you're different saying. things in our mm-hmm. house this week. Yes. And as a woman, 
a big temptation is to think the thing that I am doing today is at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. We have people coming over for mm-hmm. dinner and everything, everything throughout the day is me yes. getting to that point and it coming off without a hitch. Um, and so then when things happen, when, I mean, when the baby poops in the bathtub, which mm-hmm. happened or if someone drops in or anything, it could be yeah. like a thousand different things. Um, we're, we're so focused on six o'clock mm-hmm. that we do not handle the thing that is in front of our face that the Lord has brought here. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't handle it well. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it was just kind of, I kind of, I had a really good moment earlier in this year where I realized this and I lived in that truth for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to really see when things came up, okay, how can I glorify God in this? Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple of weeks, I kind of got off track. And it's funny how quickly you can get back mm-hmm. into that. You're like in the zone, like mm-hmm. I have to get this done. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. The Lord reminded me again of how the rabbit trails are the point. Like that's the thing. Yeah, the, the Lord is the Lord is sovereign even over the rabbit trails that come. So if a rabbit trail comes into your day, mm-hmm. it is not come by chaos. It no. is not come by random chance. It is come by appointment from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Your then your job is to handle that appropriately mm-hmm. just as much as this is what the Lord wants me to do. As this other thing mm-hmm. that might on the and surface maybe even more seem so. me- more meaningful. Right. It seems yeah, like I've a got an deal. event that I'm doing or you know, even, you know, uh, I, you know, I've got to, like my case, I've got to get a sermon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's a sermon. Mm-hmm. You have this to do it. the word of God. Yeah, right. Sunday's coming. It's a big deal. Can't answer the phone. I can't talk to these people. Yeah, or if um, the kids come in and ask yeah, for something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's why, I mean, that's why I do how I do my sermon prep now mm-hmm. at home uh, amongst you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are um, just as much a responsibility as the text, and I take time to. F- I just you just have to manage have to manage my schedule as best. And I it's can. probably a constant. And there's a it's just a constant juggling. It is. It's a constant shifting and resh. It's like sand. Mm-hmm. You're shifting and reshifting, but I can't. You can't just drop one side to get the other done. Mm-hmm. I can't just drop the family because I've got to get a sermon done. Mm-hmm. And I certainly can't drop the sermon because I've got to do family stuff. Yeah. And the deal is, the Lord is gracious. You can do both. Yeah. And you can it, always do both. If you are living in a, in a minute by minute, I'm going to glorify God today. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's your goal in the day, mm-hmm. your day is going to be much more successful yeah. than if you're like, yes. I have to get these things done. Yes. Um, I pretty much crashed and burned in this area. Was it just yesterday? Um, but the Lord is gracious and he reminds us of truth and um, I'm ready I'm ready to jump back in to a life of of glorifying him with yeah. everything. Everything even the Every, things that aren't yes. on my schedule. Um, anyway, I just thought that would I think a lot of people, every person 
can identify with that. Especially, I think especially moms, mm-hmm. because you guys are pecked to death mm-hmm. so much at home. Mm-hmm. That sometimes the pecking seems like a nuisance. Yeah. Rather than... And like if this would stop. Yeah, then I could do the important thing. Right. But this which is, what, is... This is the important this thing. This is, is the is important part, thing. This is the Lord has sent these people to me mm-hmm. through my womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's kind and of... And there's a purpose. Like, yeah. he's using yeah. the pecking. Because the, <laughs> these, these kids that are at your, your hip tapping you and uh-huh. trying to get your attention are noticing if you don't pay attention to them because you're busy trying to work on this thing. Or for if these, you're a jerk. Or you have your jerk to them. Yeah, they like do. Like, if you're harsh. Snappy. Like, yeah. Or talk to them in ways you've never talked to another... We talked about that one time with, mm-hmm. with dads. Um, ways that you never talk to another individual would you talk to your kids like that like yeah. they're not people even other kids yeah at ch- like at church you wouldn't yeah talk to another kid like yeah. that or any person <laughs> yeah I mean yeah kids are people mm-hmm. um, image bearers of the Lord so anyway yeah and so to see that as mm-hmm. it can be difficult yeah it can be difficult that's a good point yeah so just a reminder so, yeah just good good reminder mm-hmm. yeah Whatever it is, if it comes if it comes your way, just recognize it's from the hand of the Lord. That's your assignment. That's your assignment. The Lord sent this to me now. I handle this, and then I get right back on track. Mm-hmm. I handle this, get get right back on track. And uh, I know that I can do that, because if I couldn't, the Lord wouldn't send it my way. Mm-hmm. Right. I so needed that reminder. I'm so... <laughs> it's such a great thing. When you feel like just things weren't quite working for me like, mm-hmm. like they should, and... That was that was where I was tripping up. Yes, I was just, yep. Mm. So, okay, we probably should do our our Bible. Oh, okay, yeah, our Bible is ooh, it's at the forty. Had, and well, it was plus sixteen for our first recording. What first recording? Oh, you didn't. I don't know why she just touched that button instead of just pointing at the button <laughs> and saying, "Oh, you just paused it." She said, "Oh, you did this." <laughs> And paused it. I pushed the red button. You know, you're never supposed to yeah, push the red button. Yeah, I mean, it's in red button. She's <laughs> like, let me push that I, I know what it So we're us. doing good on time. Yeah. Okay. We're at the 40 minute mark. Okay, I thought plus the other, but yeah. it, it's been continuing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what was your, what's your Bible well, verse? So do Bible verses then? Oh, you want to say go ahead and do your, another topic. You, I thought you had two. That's why I was saying that. Yeah, I thought you could talk about slaves. <laughs> Guys, I'm rusty. You gotta give me some time to ease back in the podcast. I thought you could talk about slaves. When I was like, what? Uh, I see. Yeah, that was gonna be my Bible. Okay, then verse. let's do Bible verse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we just started Second Peter after two years in First Peter, which is funny. We began First Peter two years ago when I was in Africa. Mm-hmm. We we had just finished what Second Corinthians, or no, so. we just finished Hosea. Hosea, and uh, started Second Peter. First, or first Peter. Peter, and then and Zach started it. Zach started while it. you were in Africa. And then I picked back up and mm-hmm. preached. And then there were, what, two or three verses left, including one of my favorite verses in First Peter and the whole Bible. She was in Babylon, great to you. Um, it was also chosen. Anyway, uh, and so Zach ended it. Yeah. Zach ended it. It was while weird timing. In, in Tanzania. So now we just started saying Peter, and it, Peter starts out, he says, Simeon Peter, a servant 
uh, and apostle of Jesus Christ. Uh, and just that that word servant, um, I think is better translated slave. Mm-hmm. I think that just the picture of servant is not what that word is getting across. Mm-hmm. Um, we think of servants as someone who, you know, is willingly employed mm-hmm. at someone's, you know, business. They are, they are serving them. Yes. But uh, there's still freedom there. Mm-hmm. But the, the picture of that word uh, doulos in, in the first century Greek is someone who is, Property who mm-hmm. is uh, who is bound to a master, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think slave is a better uh, translation. And in fact, that word is translated slaves mm-hmm. a lot of times. For example, Romans six: we were slaves to sin, and God makes us slaves to righteousness. And so we just talked about today that the Bible has always talked about God's relationship with His people as that of master and slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's a good master slave mm-hmm. relationship, which is actually what we're going to see next Sunday because we didn't go with the sermon today. Um, but just wanting to be uh, a slave of the Lord, not just because, because if, if you're just got to be a servant, then what you can think is, all right, did I serve God today? Mm-hmm. And so you can look at your schedule mm-hmm. and say, okay, I did this, I did that, I did that. Mm-hmm. I've served the Lord today. Mm-hmm. I did like like I did a few things. Mm-hmm. But if the criteria is, was I a slave to God today? That sets the bar. It's your whole, whole identity. Level. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like I said. It, you know, people say, you know, faith, family, whatever, in terms of their priorities. And that really gets it wrong. It's not that God has to be your first priority. It's that God's your only priority. Mm-hmm. And all the other priorities flow out of your obedience to him. So I'm the type of husband I am because the Lord is my master. I'm the type of uh, uh, father that I am because the Lord is my master. I'm the type of you know church member because the Lord is my master. All of those things flow out of that singular priority. I serve the Lord mm-hmm. with everything. I was bought with a price. I'm a slave. Was, I'm a slave. Uh, and so, um, because like I said, even if you, if you break it up into faith, family, you know, I made football cause that's the <laughs> funny one that people do. Then all you have to do is give a little bit of your time to your faith. It's mm-hmm. just gotta be maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit time to family, a little bit to, but it's not that God's supposed to have everything. Mm-hmm. God has everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we look at our lives differently mm-hmm. if it's not that I serve the Lord today, but. Have I been a slave today, mm-hmm. or have I have I relegated God to just parts of my day, or has He been my everything? And the Bible is is pretty clear. You know, we were slaves to sin. God sets us free, and then makes us His slaves to righteousness. Slaves to righteousness. Slaves to God. Mm-hmm. Slaves to righteousness. Six eight, Romans six eighteen. Slaves to of God. Romans six twenty two. And and that's a good thing because that mm-hmm. that's Romans six twenty two is going to say it. That's going to lead to sanctification and that end of eternal life. Mm -hmm. So it's grace that God enslaves us. Yeah. I loved what our daughter said last night Mm -hmm. um, when you were talking about it at Sabbath dinner, just that she said, it's really like leaving a really bad slavery situation Mm -hmm. and going to like, yeah, which is, that's Paul's whole point in Romans six, because that's what I mean. Romans six 23, which is a true verse, but often misrepresented when we say the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. Um, what we think that saying is that when you sin, the wage of that is that you die. But really in the context of Romans 6.23, it's saying, look, why would you work for a master mm-hmm. who's going to pay you death? Right. 
when you can work for a master whose free gift is eternal life. Yeah. So Romans 6 is all about what master are you wanting to serve? And you are serving. And the wages, of, it, it's not that sin is going to kill you. It's that sin, you would be stupid to work for sin. Mm-hmm. Because the wages of that is going to be death. So mm-hmm. don't be a fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when you can work for a master who gives you a free gift of eternal life, you don't even earn it. Yeah. The, the Death is your wage. You're getting a gift mm-hmm. of life from this other master. So, yeah, it's a... It's a it's a wonderful, uh, which is which is why Paul says, "Thanks be to God mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. that he does it." Um, yeah, just a and so I think it also, if you want a good book to read, uh, John MacArthur has a good book on it called Slave. Mm-hmm. It's a really good, helpful book. Uh, does in about probably 150 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you look in the Old Testament uh, over 250 times. Believers are referred to as God's servants or, or referred to as slaves. Mm-hmm. And it'll be translated servants. And we talked about why. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can listen to that podcast if you want. Or uh, the FBC Begs podcast uh, on on Second Peter one one. It's translated servants, but it's very clear it's slaves. Because it's the same word that God uses to talk about you'll be servants in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And they were servants. I mean, it's the exact, it's slaves. Right. You're slaves in Egypt. And he says, but I'm going to make you my slaves. Mm-hmm. You'll be my possession mm-hmm. uh, rather than Pharaoh's. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like you'll be, you were his slaves, which would be my servants. It's you're his slaves, but I'm going to set you free and make you my slaves. And life is going to come out of this yeah. for you. So that over 250 times in the Old Testament references that over 70 times in the New Testament does it reference either believers as slaves or talk about the Christian life as one of slavery mm-hmm. uh, to to God. So, for example, one of my favorite passages um, that people reference is, well done, good and faithful servant. People mm-hmm. always say, I want God to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant, which is not one of my pet peeves, but it's one I like to point out to people. One, God is Christ is going to say that. To all his sheep. Mm-hmm. So it's not like some sheep, he says, okay, you're a sheep, you get to go into eternal life. And other sheep, you are a really good sheep. Mm-hmm. Well done, my good and faithful servant. He says in that passage that he separates the sheep from the goats. And to the sheep, he says, mm-hmm. well done, my good and faithful servant. What's actually that same word as slave in Romans 6. He says, well done, my good and faithful slave. Mm-hmm. So people are always like, well, I want God to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And they think, well, so I'll serve the Lord with my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell them, one, if you're his, he's going to say that to you. He's going to say, well done, if you're his. Mm-hmm. But two, realize it's well done, good and faithful slave. So it's not about have I served the Lord. It's am I being his slave? So if you want God to say well done, and what he expects his sheep to be mm-hmm. is uh, a slave to his will, which is not surprising. The Lord says, you know, uh, you got to lay down your life and follow mm-hmm. me. Give up all that you have. It does. And follow it makes me. so I mean, so good sense. Yeah, the idea that we can just kind of like keep Jesus as like this side yeah. thing. He's got a. He's our life, right. our master, our Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the Bible, the Bible expects it. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just a just a great. I think a, a helpful clarification helpful. in what the word means when you read that servant word there mm-hmm. in in your Bibles. I think it, I. I think it would also give more confidence in evangelism. Just when it's so clearly, you're a slave. Yeah. We're all slaves. They're slaves. God has to set them free. Yeah. yeah. And so the people that you're engaging with, sharing the gospel, 
slave yeah, sailors. Because they they make you feel like you're the one. And like they're like, the free ones. They're free, they're and you're bound to the Lord, and you're living this horrible life of slavery to God. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're a slave, but you're a slave to a master who's going to pay you death. Right. And but you feel like you're free. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're and a slave. And sad. A sad a life, sad life like, right now, and then a horrible eternity. Right. Yeah. And it, what's like the verse? Paul in your house is fullness of joy and pleasure yeah, forevermore. forevermore. Yeah. I mean, that's what our master gives us. Yeah. A yeah, joyful Psalm 20, life. Psalm twenty-two says that, that his people will praise him, even those who go down to the grave who couldn't keep themselves alive. Mm-hmm. They're going to praise him, like even even those who die, mm-hmm. who who. who who die as his followers are still going to praise him mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just totally different uh, picture. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you see that word servant in your Bible, it's, it's uh, probably good to wrap your mind around. It's, this isn't, you're not God's butler mm-hmm. here. You're his. With a day off. With a day off. You're his <laughs> slave. He he owns you. Yeah. You know, you're not your own. You were bought mm-hmm. with a price. Mm-hmm. What was that talking about? You know, uh, so glorify God with your body. He mm-hmm. has redeemed you, bought you out of slavery to make you his slave for your own good mm-hmm. and for his glory. So, That's slave. Good. I wanted you, I thought maybe you could talk about slaves. <laughs> what? I do teach American history. Just wanted history. to throw it out there. I do teach American history. But <laughs> I'm going to do that. Oh, my. It'd be a random... What about your Bible verse today? Well, I just wanted to share um, something that was helpful for me while you were away. Just perfect timing from the Lord again. Mm-hmm. Um, anxiety is definitely something that I deal with. Well, this is new to me. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I, I would say even at times an affliction mm-hmm. from hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. You know, all kinds yeah. of things where... It it's definitely been my thing to bear. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to indulge in, sometimes to bear. <laughs> um, but, Great honesty. There. <laughs> uh, Philippians four. Of, I mean, we all know it. Um, I to do not, I'm a pastor. <laughs> to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And about a week before you left to go to Tanzania, um, Sheologians did a podcast on this verse and, and about anxiety. And I would encourage any ladies out there who struggle um, with anxiety to give that entire podcast a listen because they did a really good job explaining what I'm about to say in a truncated version. Um but the the gist of it is the Lord actually gives us something to do here. And it doesn't just end at don't be anxious, which sometimes that's what we hear mm-hmm. when we are either indulging in or being afflicted by anxiety. We hear, well, don't be anxious. Well, we know from experience that that's not easily done mm-hmm. at times. Um, but... The Lord doesn't stop there. He goes on and actually gives us something to do, um, to pray in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Let your requests be made known to God. And I, <laughs> it was like a light bulb moment. And I am so tickled because 
I'm thinking back over my life and trying so many ways to overcome anxiety. And I literally used to recite this verse in anxious moments. I would just recite the verse over and over again. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, present your request to God. And I would just say it over and over to try to combat anxiety. But I wasn't actually doing what the verse said to do, which is funny to me now in hindsight. Like, why were you just saying the verse? Um but to actually do what it says. And so in the week leading up to your your trip and while you were away, I just did exactly what this said to do. And um, I would go to the throne of God because of what Jesus has done for me. His mm-hmm. blood covers me and I can come confidently to God, the Father, and I can talk to him and I can bring him my requests, which sometimes are help me to not be afraid. Um and I would just lay it all out before him. And and then with Thanksgiving, um, I would just start thanking him for things. Very, even sometimes uh, one day while you were gone, I mean, this is a, I don't want to turn this into a long story, but one of the things that I've had trouble with is driving. Um, I've had panic attacks while driving with the kids. And that has made driving even more scary. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get back in that situation. And um, so I was driving one day, and it was just me. I didn't have the kids. And I was a little, it was my first time to drive in a long time. And I was scared. And I just, all the way to town, I I prayed first. I prayed when I left the house and and I just asked the Lord to keep me safe and to keep my mind clear and to keep me from having any kind of a panic attack. And and then I just started thanking him for even for cars. I was like, thank you for automobiles and <laughs> that I can go to my house real quick and feed the chickens and go back out to mom and dad's house. And, um, and thank you for this beautiful landscape that I'm driving by. And before I knew it, I was in town and all the way in, I had, I had talked to my father and the crazy thing is he actually, as he always does, he delivered on his promise and he guarded my heart and mind in ways that I couldn't have done on my own. Mm -hmm. And there were times when it was just like, I was totally surrounded by his peace in a way that. When I would try to find peace, mm-hmm. it never happened. And so I really um, have seen the fruit of actually obeying what he tells us to do. <laughs> and I thought um, that might help someone else who deals with those kinds of... Well, it's funny, Jamie, and, and as you were talking, you saw me shooting up trying to find this verse. I saw it when I was in <laughs> Africa. It made me think of of this Um Paul talking to Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verse 28. Uh, so he talks about all the things that, so this, we were dealing with the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. and I was telling him, hey, well, let's look at Paul's prosperous life. Uh, are they, uh, are they servants of Christ? And that, that actually is a good translation of servant there. It's diakonos. Um, I'm a better one. I'm, I'm talking like a madman with far greater labors, far greater imprisonments, countless beatings. It's like Paul didn't have the most, prosperous mm-hmm. life there, you know, in his, in his faith. 
And he's saying, look, I, I'm a better servant of Christ, and you can tell because of all the things that I've gone through, not all the prosperity has. But he ends, and apart from other things, there's daily pressure on me of my anxiety mm. for all the churches. Mm. Uh, and I thought, Paul, who wrote <laughs> that same passage in Philippians, mm-hmm. can also talk about how he's daily mm-hmm. having to do that, mm-hmm. daily having to throw his anxieties mm-hmm. uh, onto the Lord, he's got all these anxieties for the churches, and yeah. yet he can say, be anxious for nothing, mm-hmm. for all things, prayer and supplication, request for me, Lord God. Um, so yeah, it's a good thing. It reminds me of Colossians, put off and put on. Mm-hmm. You don't just put off, you put on. Um, and so you put off the sinful and put on the, the righteous. And so, mm-hmm. and, um, and the righteous is sometimes just going to your father. Yep. You know, like, it's very much like a child, like... And he is not going to be mean to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He's kind of a nice guy. <laughs> he doesn't just call us his children. Yeah. He actually is our father. And he's, he says, he, so that he gives the spirit to cry out, Abba, mm-hmm. Father. I mean, there's that. It's a genuine mm-hmm. relationship where he loves us mm-hmm. as his sons and daughters. Yeah. Which is just weird. Which is why I think it's hard for people. I think why people lose that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, and just that make it like be. this standoffish man who has adopted the orphan child. Right. But he still lives up in the bell tower. Right. Even um, though he's allowed us to see up close yes. the love of a father and mother. Yes. And when tells we us to boldly approach the throne and says that <laughs> I'm a better parent than you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Good stuff, babe. Good podcast. Yes. Fun to talk to you. Yeah. Talk to you Welcome you home. Back. I'm uh, glad you're back. Yeah. I'm glad to be back, and hopefully uh, our podcasts won't be as broken apart as they've been. Uh, but I think we actually scheduled that to be released while I was gone, the last one. Yeah. So maybe it hasn't been too long in their mind, but you know, I'm sure people are I'm sure they're chomping at dying the bit to, to hear a new one. Uh, <laughs> so this encouraged us. Hope it encourages mm-hmm. you. Uh, as always, uh, keep in touch. If you have any questions, send them to ask the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise I think we're done for the night. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to eat some dinner and yes. go to bed? And we've made a promise. Sabbath dinner. Sabbath dinner next Coming time. up next. This is just dinner on the Sabbath, which, oh, it's Oh, nighttime. we didn't do a mystery topic. It's okay. <laughs> no, no jello salad this time. We just can't get it perfectly right the first time. We can't ever. do jello salad. I'm on keto. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Next time. Next time. Because I'm sure I'll be off. <laughs> At Sabbath dinner, we'll I'm have sure a I'll jello be salad. It'll be a jello sausage because <laughs> it's keto. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we love you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Uh, and so, I think this is us trying to find the stop button. <laughs> Bye. Bye.